paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
happy hour in history. Yay, here we all are. We did it, we got it set up. We've got people on the list. Everything's gonna happen. Everyone will get to make people laugh. And isn't that what the world is all about? Or not, I mean, we could all cry and be sad too, that, that works. I just choose to be drunk all the time. Anybody else on board with that one? Yeah, drunk all the time. Stoned, absolutely. I, I don't actually want to be a political person. I, I don't, I don't want to be political. Um, I want to actually submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey. Hey, come on, I'm on stage. I'm in the middle of a punchline. Um, sorry. I, I'm trying to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and only come out on free ice cream days. You know, like Ben and Jerry says free ice cream day, Baskin Robbins free ice cream day. I'll even take 7-Eleven, I'll even take a Slurpee. It's definitely not ice cream, but I'm gonna count it for this because you can put alcohol in it. You see, that's what you, the pina colada flavor with rum. Oh boy, you guys are you're missing out if you haven't done that yet. Is it, still, is it still raining outside? I can't tell because the window's painted now and it makes such a beautiful backdrop. Hey, Stefan Massey. Uh, so before we get started here on the joke, I mean joke workshop, on the happiest happy hour of happies, um, if you agreed to take flyers to be on the pre-sign, please take flyers. Um, they're already pre-rubber banded for you for ease of transport. Uh, and you can put them wherever you want because we are having the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 coming March 2nd through 6th here. Hey, I'm really excited. I have a really great intro for you because of all the amazing things you're doing, Mumbai. Holy fuck. Yeah, you don't even speak Indian. What do they speak down there? They don't, they don't speak Indian, they speak Hindi. Okay, I'm, see, I don't mean to be a racist. I just don't know anything about any other cultures. That's absolutely how it works. Uh, so hey, anybody wanna throw me that, that list so we can get it on started? Uh, before we do that, we're gonna clap right now for our two board ops that are training. We have Trina Roderick and Dom Gallen. Right now, guys, clap it for running the ones and twos. Learning things about me and yous and about how to run things here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Trina Roderick's new show is about, it's called Diversity Training. She's gonna be taking comedians of varied and disparate backgrounds and make them play uh, diversity exercises with one another, which I think will be a lot of fun. And then Dom Gallen is going to be having your early lunch brunch hour from 10 to noon on Sundays. We're very excited for both those shows. But right now we're very excited for all the comedians that you're gonna hear on the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Put your hands together for the first one. Haven't seen him in a while. It's been a minute. Wow, you have gray hair. It was always shaved, so I didn't see that you're, you're like a silver fox. He looks like a professor, you guys. He's going to teach us something. Put your hands together. It's Jonah Pollock. It's been a, uh, a busy, busy month or so. Uh, you guys, I'm dating somebody. Woo! Yeah. Um, it's great. Before, there's a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of single time. I used to bike through the street. I'd see dirty condoms in the street. I'd be like, ugh. Now, uh, I bike through the bike lane. I see dirty condoms. I'm like, yeah, we make those in my house. <laughs> um, that's like, that's like my, my, that's now like my Harry Potter series. That's my participation in like shared culture. Oh, <laughs> what else you, t I'm not gonna talk about Harry Potter at the water cooler, but I'm gonna talk about fucking. Um, I'm not, that's, I'm not that grass. Um, it's great, uh, I think we have a nice connection. Although her friend thought, uh, astrologically speaking, that I might have too much air in my chart. Um, 
Apparently, yeah. Apparently, uh, my aura is a highly oxy- oxygenated environment. Don't smoke any cigarettes near my chi. <laughs> um, it's great. Yes, people say, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast, they can't be that different, right? You know, we all have oxygen. We all have gravity. We all have money. Uh, right? We're pretty, we have those things in common. Here's the thing, though. If you're on the East Coast, you'll never hear a conversation where this happens. Hey, uh, I think my new boyfriend's really cool. Yeah, but what's his moon sign? <laughs> uh, no, but it's cool. I appreciate different. We're all using different frames of reference to try and get at the same truths, right? Uh, like, what is sex? Um, no, I was just, uh, I've got in touch with my friend uh, Ilya Novak, who I went to elementary school with. Uh, he wrote a novel uh, in which the, when we were nine years old, this was the first time I ever talked about sex with a friend, and in his book, uh, the characters pooped and peed on each other. Uh, which at the time I was like, I don't think that's how sex works. <laughs> uh, but now I'm like an, uh, sort of an adult and I'm like, wow, like, right? Those people had such intimacy, right? That they, <laughs> that they could communicate with their bodies like that and then like look each other in the eyes afterwards. Like, it's a pretty great relationship. Um, you guys, I'm doing pretty well these days. I used to be kind of a hateful guy uh, in high school. Anyone can relate to that here? Yeah. Maybe you hated uh, your parents, or you hated God, or you hated school. Um, I was a free jazz fan. I hated rhythm. (laughs) Have you ever looked at a piece of sheet music and thought to yourself, like, those notes are behind bars, man? (laughs) What do we want? Freedom. When do we want it? (laughs) Is it a piano? Is it a bassoon? It doesn't matter. They're all creatures of light. Um, All right, you guys, let's keep it moving along. Thanks for coming out. Let's give it up for Pam. We'll keep it going for Jonah Pollock. My goodness, we're full tonight of comedians. The list is just packed. I hope everybody uh, is planning to stay for Pantastics. I'm bribing you. I'm making um, two different flavors of THC. Well, I was going to make a THC punch and then a CBD punch so that just in case you don't like THC-heavy drinks, then you might like CBD-heavy drinks. Uh, but I'm trying to bribe you guys to stay for Pamtastics. Uh, it's free for comedians, regular people, $5. Uh, and tonight, drugs. All right, uh, your next comedian. He doesn't, doesn't look like the kind of guy who does drugs, uh, but he's very tall, and he's, a, he's, an, he's an excellent and very funny man. Put your hands together for Jakob. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. That's good. As long as I don't look like I do, then you know, be all right. Uh, how are we doing tonight? Great, awesome. Um, so I'm excited. It's the weekend. I, uh, I have a three-day weekend. I work uh, in the school district with children. Any here? Anybody here work with kids? No. Yeah, makes sense. But uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to devise an escape plan, but. You, you think that working with children, you know, you would uplift you and be very rewarding, but uh, I work as a substitute teacher, so it's kind of the contrary. I just don't know how you can really feel good about having a job where the only reason you're making money is because someone else's life is falling apart, you know? Because if you really think about it, that's what a sub is. You know, the regular teacher's life is just going to shit, and you're there because, you know, their, their dog's sick or their dad's dying or something ridiculous is happening. It's just awful, you know? But uh, I feel like it prepares me uh, for, you know, doing stand-up because, uh, you know, most days I find myself in a room full of people, 
uh, just talking uh, where no one really gives a damn, you know? So, yeah. Anyways, it's just crazy nowadays. Children, they're just bizarre working a, you know, it's a merge between urban and uh, suburbia, suburbia and uh, Hayward. That's what I'm trying to say while I bumble shit into the mic. But uh, Hayward's just weird. It's just, it's like Oakland's boring second cousin that just gave up on their dreams, you know. It's like, hey, hey, Hayward, you want to go out tonight? It's like, nah, I'm going to get a Redbox movie and smoke some H-bombs, you know, <laughs> just hanging out. But these kids are crazy. They, uh, they say weird things. They say offensive things often, you know. It's a, it's a brown, brown town. You know, there's still some black people left in the East Bay. Not all of them have moved out to Stockton or Antioch. But the kids, they just... They say the N-word so much, you know, just they say, yeah, I'm not going to say, I don't want to (laughs) be like them, but it's just, it's become, it's become accepted and they say it in front of other black students and no one says anything and I want to step in, but I'm just like, you know, I'm going to let the minorities work that out. I I don't want to overstep my boundaries. It's just crazy because 10 years ago, Jackie Chan couldn't even say it, you know, he couldn't get away with saying it. I was watching Rush Hour at work the other day. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know I'm up here complaining about my job when I watch Rush Hour. Get to see Jackie Chan getting beat up. But it's just, it's crazy. It's not, you know, like I said, it's not my battle. But I am glad that uh, some of the black students do, you know, speak out on other things. Like when the Mexicans or Filipino kids, they, uh, they claim to be ashy. And the black kids are like, no, no, you can't. It's like, okay, all right. You know, you can appropriate their vernacular, but, you know, don't talk about, you know, dry skin that they have because <laughs> you Filipinos and Mexicans, you can't, you can't be ashy. You can say N-word all you want, but no, it's not going to work. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I said, uh, I'm working on an escape plan, this lifestyle, you know, this crazy, crazy comedy lifestyle. You know, I'm on a lot of drugs right now. You just don't know it. But uh, it's just... I was at work and uh, I was displaying a, a video on my phone, zooming in with the projector because you know school school districts broke, can't afford a computer. And uh, while I'm playing the video, my friend sends me a text message. It says in all caps, "I got a DUI last night," and the whole class erupts. You got a DUI? You got a DUI? Middle schoolers, it's the worst. And I'm just like, man, I can't tell if I need a new job or new friends or just both. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. That's been my time. Wrong mic stand. Substitute teaching. Hooray. All right. Uh, the next two comedians pre-signed and they're not here, which is like lucky for everyone else, right? Yeah. Screw up, oh, nope, the next one too. No, look at that. The pre signers just didn't come through. Ian Kung, Jason Baumfarth, and Ken Suzuki. Bad comedians. Uh, but you know who's a good comedian? She's here, and she promised to take flyers for me. And so we, we uh, did it, did it. And right now we're going to laugh at her hilarious jokes. You can also see her take her clothes off at the Hubba Hubba Review. She's here right now for you guys with her clothes on, everybody. It's Katie Carnes. <laughs> she had to say it with her clothes on because I do take my clothes off sometimes so that's a thing 
I'm a burlesque dancer. Let's just put, it's not just for random times. Whatever. Um, hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Fucking A. I hate these open mics. I, <laughs> let's just get it out there. I hate watching you guys watch me and judge. You're judging. I know, because I judge you. <laughs> I hate all of you, but I love you, and I keep coming back. I don't know why. Whatever. Um... Today, today, all the things. How are you guys doing? You having a good, you having yeah. a good, having a, there we go. Just need some energy, need some eye contact. It's kind of like a drug, you know? Please laugh at me. <laughs> um, you know when you like try to tell someone a joke, just in your normal life and you think it's so funny. You're like, this shit actually happened, right? And so I'm telling this joke to my friend and she just, she like started to cry and I was like, I am so sorry for telling you this joke. So now I'm just gonna tell you this unfunny story that happened. Um, so I, I was in Vegas and my friend called me, she was babysitting or dog sitting and she was like, yo dude, sorry your dog died. I was like, oh rugged. So I had to deal with it, cremated it or did all the things. And I like this guy. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, so a couple months later, she calls me and she's like, yo, I'm having a fat party, come over. And I was like, for sure. So I go over and it was kind of, it was those parties that like everyone's on something different. You know, there's like different rooms for all the things. Um, there's like the smoking pot area and the cigarettes and then like the whippet area and then, but everyone was on everything crazy. And I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm in there, walking in, having a good time, meeting people and she's like introducing me and we're going to all the different rooms. We finally get to the room that's kind of like feely and people are just all the time, like, all over and just feeling the walls and just having a good time and I'm like introducing myself and it was fine and my friend was like I'm gonna be right back I have to go get that thing I'll be right back and I was like okay and so everyone was just tripping on something one guy was on coke one guy was tripping on mushrooms one guy was doing something I have no, I don't even know um, but because I was sober I had to like kind of keep the energy of the room like I'm not doing right now because none of you are paying attention <laughs> Jesus Christ I love comedy anyway so I'm kind like working the room because I'm trying to keep it like calm and cool like I don't want them to think I'm crazy or I don't want to trip out I don't want to be that guy who fucks with your trip it's messed up right thank you and uh, so I'm just working the room and I'm making them laugh and it's all good and she finally comes back a half an hour later Half an hour later, what the fuck did you go get? Whatever. She's like, oh, so I got this thing. And I was like, oh, cool. I wonder what it is, because I forgot what it was. And so they're all excited. They're all like, ooh, what's in the bag? Oh, awesome. And then I go into the bag, and then I realize it's my dead dog. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's my dead dog. And they're all excited, and they're looking at me like, oh, oh. And so I didn't want to fuck up the, you know, their vibes. And so I was like, it's more drugs. Yay. So that's what happened. Doing my dog for drugs. That's not good. That didn't happen, you guys. Jesus. It's just a joke. Just a joke. Um, let's see. It's Friday. I just got off work. I kind of got in trouble today. I kind of got a little bit of a trouble. Um, I'm a neuromuscular therapist, so it's very fancy, I know, but it's just a fancy massage therapist, so don't 
think I'm like super smart or whatever. And uh, so my client comes back and I'm like, what are we working on today? You know, what, what's what's going on with you? And he's like, oh man, it's it's my neck and my back. And every time, lick my pussy in my crack comes right in my head and I just said it out loud. Just boom, right there. And he didn't, he didn't know the song. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't get tipped is, what, is what's happening. Um, I'm broke, so someone give me some wine because I'm done. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Katie Carnes, humanitarian to, to all dead animals. <laughs> oh man, let me go. Let me go get you this your dead dog in a bag. <sighs> That's really sad. Uh, all right, you know what's even more sad is that pre-signing fucking sucks because everyone who pre-signed not here. Oops, wah wah. Totally worked against me again. Uh, but hey, we'll just keep going down the list. It's you, yeah. Hey guys, uh, he's a very funny man. I've been listening to your jokes all week because I've been listening to these podcasts and I realized that there was someone I was quoting all week and it was you about the small batch heroin. <laughs> and I, I was saying again and I'm like, whose joke was that? Ah, it's the joke of your next comedian, guys. The very funny, Connor Doherty. Yay! I was gonna do that bit again, cause it's like not, it's, it's okay. We'll get there, we'll get there. I was, I was thinking about taking clothes off though, cause that was how the last one started. So I, I am not a burlesque dancer. I'm not a dancer of any kind actually. Speaking of me being a dancer, just like, while we're all sitting here talking, and most of you are comics, all of you are comics, you see me once in a while. If I ever tell you that I'm quitting comedy to go into dancing, someone should call my psychiatrist. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Doc huh? <laughs> Dr. Dickerson, what's wrong? Oh. No, he's Dr. Dickerson. Dr. Dickerson. <laughs> Connor's lost it. What's wrong? He thinks he can dance. I'll be there right away. No. I don't know when my psychiatrist turned into a plumber that has to just like show up to these things. Oh no, that's not good. But taking off my clothes, sidebar to the sidebar, uh, I finally got a curtain for the room, for my room, which faces out into the street. I had one curtain, now I have two curtains. But what used to be that when I wanted to change my clothes, I would just have to turn the lights off or like let people see me. They can probably see me anyway. Two sidebars, haven't done any jokes yet. <laughs> Just telling you about mental health and nudity, public nudity. <laughs> uh, addiction, that was what that joke's from. Hey, you were supposed to be on before me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm addicted to coffee. I know that's not like badass, like you, there's a lot more badass stuff to be addicted to. But like we have to acknowledge that coffee is a real addiction, right? If I don't have it, I'm gonna get a splitting headache and like drinking more coffee and Advil's still not gonna go away. So like I'm, you know, I'm addicted to it. It's a real thing. But it's just funny to me how coffee can also be this snobbish thing. And it's same with like wine and stuff. Like if you're wealthy, you can have good taste instead of just spending more on your addiction, right? Like you can get uh, fancy coffee, fancy wine, but like you never hear about small batch single origin heroin. Boom! Yeah. There's way too much buildup for that. 
<laughs> and I totally rushed through it, too. So everyone knew it was coming. Uh, what else goes in that bit? Oh, I used to smoke cigarettes, too. I like the, make the, the stuff that makes me jittery. I quit cigarettes. Uh, it was easy. I did it several times. But I, I actually did it for a longer period of time. Um, I used nicotine gum. Has anyone had nicotine gum? Yeah. Yeah, it really helps. I mean, it burns, but, like, it really helps. But, like, it ruined me for regular gum, right? I chew a piece of dentine now. I'm like, this shit does nothing for me. <laughs> that was well-timed. Oh, man. I just started out with too much shit. I just started talking about being naked. You can't even see it anymore. The whole point was it used to be a lot more exciting than it is. All right. What are we going to close it down with? Uh, okay, I'm just going to close it down. Since this set is already fucking lost anyway, I'm just going to close it down with a poll. Raise your hand if you know what Extraordinary Rendition is. Okay. Because I've been working on this joke where I'm like talking about these guys who used to be spies and now they're in a band, a cover band called Extraordinary Rendition. That's funny, right? Get it? Because it's like rendition. They're a cover band. They're playing extraordinary renditions of other songs that already exist. And it's what the government does when they kidnap someone and kill them. Oh, I'm Connor Doherty. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> He's too smart for us, guys. I don't know. I've even heard the joke before, and I still didn't remember what an extraordinary rendition was. Is that what it is? It's cute. No, I like it. I'm just not, I'm just not as smart as you. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, your next comedian, he is one of the hosts for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's a super, super funny guy, and he runs a showcase once a month at the New Village Cafe on Post, Polk and Pine. Um, funny, funny guy, put your hands together. Chris Knatzer! Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, I have... It's no jokes, really, so let's, you know, get comfortable. Um, I don't want you to feel weird about not laughing, because I'm okay with it. Uh, but I just... I was thinking about stuff... We were talking about hateful words. Uh, my friends and I the other day, we were talking about how the B word is having trouble going extinct. Uh, you know, the N word is pretty much out of the vocabulary, the F word. And then uh, for some reason I thought if you just combine them all, the B word and then the N word and then the F word, if you sort of smush them together, smush them together real tight in your head, it makes the word bigot. <laughs> it's not a joke, it's just sort of cute <laughs> sort of cute and um, I feel like the B word should be gone by now it's a derogatory uh, term for women and uh, I've learned my lesson and young fellas I can pass it on to you don't be using the B word too much when your lady's not around because then you might slip up and use the B word to your lady's face and she's going to be a real cunt about that <laughs> So let's clean it up. I, I wish I could come up with a punchline for that bigot thought. 
Uh, I'm not going to say the words. I feel like if I was a black lesbian, I could like really give that joke some fangs, but I'm not saying those words. Um, again, like I said, not really fully formed thoughts. It's okay that you're not enjoying yourselves right now. It's okay. Uh, also, some thoughts of talking to my parents. I was raised by atheists in the Church of Christ because they wanted me to have a choice. That's a true story. And when I was 14, I chose atheism, and then I sort of grew out of that. And now I'm just apathetic. I don't really care, to be honest with you, what happens or if there's any sort of cosmic plan or uh, planner. Doesn't matter to me because I'm not changing the way I live. I don't care. Uh, but my mom is a really evangelical atheist. You know, she goes down to the Kroger and talks to people about how they are stupid for believing in God. And this is happening in rural Kentucky, mind you. Uh, so it's a tough sell for her. They don't, they don't like my mom at Kroger. And uh, so I was just telling her, I was like, why, are you, why do you care if they believe in God or not? Why are you talking to them about it? And uh, how do you know? Like how, I know the, all the science and everything, but how do you really know that there's not a God? And she was like, I just know. My mom has faith. <laughs> so it's weird. Again, not fully formed thoughts, just want to talk these things out with some friends. <laughs> I wish I knew more of my friends' names tonight, but <laughs> that's, that's honestly, honestly how a lot of my Friday nights go. That's okay. Uh, all the rest is just fucking and sucking. You know what I mean? Like ever, <laughs> just like comics, you get in a rut and you just can't stop writing about fucking and sucking. And then, you know, real people. I feel like there are some real people in the room tonight, right? There are a few people in here with no designs I'm going up on stage. Anyone? Yeah. So, you know, even in real life, you know, you just get... Don't you just find yourself fucking and sucking too much? It's exhausting. I feel like I'm definitely fucking too much. Uh, come on in. Just talking about fucking and sucking. <laughs> fucking sucking. Um, no, I'm fucking too much. I'm exhausted. My last orgasm was just a poof of air. It was like my dick burped. Yeah, I was trying to come in my partner's face and I just dilated her pupils. <laughs> All right, well, you know, that's where you want to leave it. Come on up here, Pam. And hey, listen up. Listen, no, seriously, uh, comics in particular, uh, I just want to issue a personal challenge. Uh, where's the bucket? Did somebody steal the bucket? Okay, uh, just think of one time Pam hooked you up, one time Pam pre-signed you, one time that Pam put you up early, one time Pam gave you a beer, one time Pam got you high. Just think of one fucking thing that this woman has done for you and put one dollar or one fucking quarter in that fucking thing tonight. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to kick it off and I'll throw in a few bucks. But uh, seriously, let's, this place is great. It means so much to me, and uh, if you haven't been he coming here for years, it's going to mean so much to you. And this festival is balling, and I, I know I ran the light. Yay! He ran the light for a great reason, to plug the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and now you should all give us money uh, and take flyers. They're already pre-rubber banded for you to make it that much easier for you to help support the station. Your next comedian is also a part of the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. She is 
one of our visiting comedians from Florida. We're just pretending she hasn't moved here. We're like, you're from out of town because you're going to do tons and tons of time because we're going to love it. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. She's training on the board tonight, but she's going to make you laugh. Dom Gellin. Thank you, Pam. I just turned this off. Thank you, Pam. Can you hear? Okay, whatever. This works. Awesome. Yay. Cool. I'm excited. It's Friday. Um, if you have any, uh, if, if anybody's ever accused you of playing the race card, uh, this next four and a half minutes is for them. Uh, <laughs> mostly for them. Uh, it, just because I feel like um, when I think of the race card, my, my feeling is that like everybody's got one, right? Like you and I obviously have a race card, but like white people totally have a race card too. It's just like their race card is a punch card. You know, like, it's just, I feel like you guys get punches every time you do something that's, like, really cool, but, like, also really not, right? Like, every time you're like, I don't see color, like, pfft, you get a punch, right? Or if you're like, hey, can I? And I'm like, no, don't fucking touch my hair, but also, here's your punch, <laughs> right? Like, there are, there are things you guys do, and you're just fucking killing it, man. I think there are things that you could do to fill up your whole punch card at once if you walk up to me and you're like, all lives matter. Like, congratulations, you used to fill up your entire fucking card. <laughs> also, don't talk to me. Go away. Uh, or if you're a white kid with dreads, which we will revisit later, you fill up two fucking punch cards. Yay, two punch cards. <laughs> do you know what they get when they, when they fill up a punch card? Spoiler alert, you do not get to say the word nigger. <laughs> Just... You guys earned that for yourselves by inventing it, so just let it go. Uh, Ixnay on the Igernay, you know? Just <laughs> <laughs> no, if you fill up your punch card, what you actually get is to hold the Oscar that Sandra Bullock won for the blind side. <laughs> and <laughs> Yay! You could take a selfie with it, you could take it on a long walk on the beach, I don't give a fuck, but like, st oh, stop talking to me, mostly. <laughs> Uh, I, was, I like making fun of white kids with dreads because um, they deserve it. And <laughs> I just feel like if I were to ever become a comic book villain, white kids with dreads would be my origin story. Um, yeah, everybody who laughed at that is disturbingly on board with mass murder. Congratulations, <laughs> you're all terrible people. I'm glad I'm in good company. Yay! Yay! <laughs> You know, if you want, like, if you guys are really about it, like, we don't, we could just leave, you know? Like, everybody just take a pair of scissors, a knife, a club, whatever the fuck you want. We go to Haight-Ashbury right now. Solve San Francisco's problems. What up? <laughs> I was half hoping you were going to have dreads. <laughs> an Asian with dreads. Have an you ever seen an Asian with dreads? I don't think I've ever seen an Asian with dreads either. <laughs> hey, man, get on it. Like, I got, I got jokes to write, man. What the fuck? <laughs> don't do that. I don't want to hate you. Um, no, I just, <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of racial shit, and so I always get, get self-conscious that somebody's going to be like, that's a reverse racism. And I'm like, I, at first I was self-conscious about it, and then I was kind of like, you know, there's already a word for reverse racism. Uh, most of us just call it survival. Um, <laughs> I know that's a good joke, because only the black people laughed at that one. So, fuck the, I'm just kidding, you guys are nice. Don't hate me. Um, <laughs> As Pam said, I, I, am, I am new to San Francisco, so a lot of it is just like me adjusting, right? Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful city. The only uh, thing that I'm really having a hard time adjusting to is your guys' uh, selective flushing policy. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, there are people who walk around and they're like, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. And they say it like it's cute, like it's not the most fucking disgusting thing in the world. That is awful. I just. 
San Francisco is the most expensive city in the United States, and then you guys insist on having third world habits. <laughs> the fuck is that? There are pots of urine sitting around San Francisco. That is some third world shit, all right? I don't care what you say. You know how I know that? You know who else doesn't flush? My grandmother in Haiti, because she can't. Thank you, guys. My name's Dom. Thank you, Pam. You're fantastic. Yay, Dom, yay! I'm like an accidental racist sometimes. I don't mean to be like super white and say things. Like I don't come out with like the N-word or something. But sometimes, you know, I do that whole like feathers or dots thing and I know it's, it's pretty racist. It's all pretty racist. Talking about racist, racist. I even think like if I talk about fat people, I'm being racist somehow, or maybe they just don't like it. <laughs> like, I don't know how that works. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man. I'm excited that he's here. And uh, every time he is here, you're looking, you remind me of like a cartoon character. Like, I feel like you're gonna come like, I'm like 28, except I look like I'm 14. Like, how is that happening? Put your hands together, everybody. It's Brady Hold. Yes. Uh, Brady Hold. You know, uh, what's the difference between a PTSD war veteran and an asshole? Because uh, they both look like my grandpa. Um, I just, uh, it's hard to tell the difference. Speaking of racists, um, I feel like ra racism is a bit like bad breath. You can't really, you know, diagnose it yourself, you know? You kind of have to be told. It's like, oh, buddy, whoa. Take an ethics class. I, uh... Let's see, uh, sp you know, I think about being white all day, and as such, <laughs> when I went to In-N-Out recently, like, I had a bad experience with some spicy food, I had a hangover from it, like, I learned my lesson, it wasn't even ethnic food, that's how white I am, it's just, that's, I, um, yeah, anyway, I, uh, <sighs> you guys ever, like, think, like, what if you could group Asian chicks into, like, uh, things of couplets and then like three or more is a brothel. Um, okay, more thoughts. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I, I'm allergic to bees, right? So, uh, you know, because like my father decided that when he saw that his sweet baby boy was stung by a bee, he said, you know what I've always wanted to do? Instead of flicking it off with a credit card like I'm supposed to do, bum, 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 he said, you know, I'm just gonna squeeze the venom into my boy. Oh, okay, he's dying. Okay, so that's like, that's our relationship, but it hasn't affected us at all. But you know, I'm, I'm good, but uh, anytime like, uh, I, I see bees, I feel excluded. Like if I go to a nice Asian restaurant and I order a cup of bee stingers off the menu, I can't eat that, my mouth will just puff up. It's like, you know, I just, I can't do that. If I wanna go outside and like, I see my coworkers are having lunch, you know, and they're surrounded by a swarm of bees, I can't sit down with them. You know, I just, I can't. I, uh, anytime I see a bee approach me, I think that this bee is gonna be the one. It's gonna be like the Highlander bee. It's gonna get in my ears. It's gonna be like, Zzzz. there can be only one. And then I look, and nine times out of 10, it's a wasp. And I'm like, freaking hate wasps. Wasps were like the pros of the animal kingdom. They're like, oh, I'll sing it twice, still feel nice. Pshoo, pshoo. Because bees, at least they die for the colony, the queen, the hive. They die for honey. There are no good wasps anywhere on this planet ever, except for maybe the Sacramento WNBA team, the wasp. But that's a rare exception, and I know that because I'm Brady Hold, and I know things like 
I recently learned I have 60% of my DNA in common with that of a banana. You guys, if this is true, why am I not more appealing? I, uh... This is Brady Holt. He's a crazy guy. What does he do? He mails his trash to the dump. That's how crazy he is. What, um... Um... Weirdo. I'm, di I'm just trying to write the next great American joke. The next great, like... It's not like the next great American novel. You know... Thank you. Uh, I've been trying to hang out with some cops lately. Uh, every, you know, trying to smoke less weed. I thought maybe if I hang out with the police, that'll uh, be inclined for me not to spark one up. Some 215. Well, anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to just uh, pull out of your hair really quick. Like, uh, my girlfriend and I were trying this new method. It's the pull-out method. Turns out she just wanted to pull out of our relationship and start dating other people. She started without me, guys. Anyway, let's give it back to your host, Pam Benjamin. Yeah. The pull-out method and Brady Hold. Devin, I mean, you already look like a child. I can't imagine what your child would look like. Like a small, like a very tiny version of you, just like baby-sized, and it's all like, oh, Brady Hold's the best. <laughs> like, but the best is a baby. Like, the baby's the best, and you like do the Heisman Trophy thing, like that with it or whatever. Ah the baby don't kill the baby I'm sorry kiss the baby don't kill the baby I actually believe in killing the baby kill the fucking baby don't have any more babies that, that child later is gonna be drinking my fucking water we're still in a drought I don't care if it's raining I don't believe you don't let those babies steal my fucking water your next comedian that's right Fucking babies, they drink so much water. We'll just let them drink apple juice. That'll work, right? <laughs> uh, your next comedian is a funny man. Put your hands together. Everyone, it's Ken Suzuki. I just want to say, fuck doctors. No, for real, I met my girlfriend's gynecologist today. God, he was a real dick. A lot better though than the urologist I met. She was a cunt. <laughs> got mad at me too. I tried to explain, he told, I told him I was a comedian. He got mad at me because I wouldn't tell him a joke. I said, listen, right now I'm trying to write my cerebral palsy joke. I just can't get it to stand on its own yet. <laughs> he did help me though complete my assisted suicide joke. Chiropractors, are they all they're cracked up to be? I mean, really. And the one I did meet did give me some uh, advice, though, on how to eat healthier. Told me that Whole Foods was supposedly opening up a new chain of discount food stores with fractional foods. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but on the topic of suicide, I mean, if you keep... If your suicide is assisted, did you really kill yourself? I mean, isn't that just like I got self-help from a book. I don't know, I'm trying to see the upsides to here, things here. And I've decided that one of the upsides of suicide is if you kill yourself, then there's never any ambiguity about who won the breakup. Yeah, they win by default but you get the peace of mind 
So it's really a win-win. <laughs> now, I like, I like to think that I'm a philosopher. I just completed writing my first treatise on nihilism. It contains nothing. Listen, listen, you and I aren't going to agree on anything today, but I think we can all agree in this room that it is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way, right? It is wrong to hit or abuse your partner without a safe word. And if you're going to simulate drowning them, give them something to hold on to. Once they let go of that, that's their safe word. I don't know, some people it's wrong, to some people it's torture, waterboarding, to me, it's just really hot. And say what you will, say what you will about waterboarding foreplay, it really gets them wet. Because nothing, nothing, Jacob, think of that when you're with her, nothing moistens the panties like a human rights violation. Uh, S&M, interracial S&M, when it's just you and a beautiful black chick that wants you to chain and whip her. I was like, wait, you want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? She said, no, Ken, that's my safe word. <laughs> Thank you. Hate crime is a safe word. I think that's funny. My safe word is cinnamon, because I find it to be the very strange thing to say. Cinnamon, cinnamon! <laughs> like you just you want it to stop. Have you ever tried to um, eat an entire tablespoon of cinnamon for no reason other than you've seen people do it on the internet? Yeah, it's really difficult and it burns. You can't get it out and you just end up going like wah, 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 for like an hour. It's uh, don't, don't try it yourself. Well, you're drunk one time. See if you try the cinnamon challenge. I dare you. And then you'll be cinnamon, cinnamon. You can't understand it. Uh, your next comedian uh, is here all the way from the nether wilds of wherever she came from. I have no idea where you live. I feel like, I, I imagine you living like, like in like a, do you, ever, do you ever see that movie with uh, my friend Totoro and the cat bus comes along? takes you it's a fuzzy cat and you step inside it and it takes you somewhere i feel like you you live inside a cat bus but i know it's not true it's just in my in my my idea of you i feel like you're emerging from this cat this is it is a compliment you were taking you took the cat bus here go see my friend totoro and you'll be like i live in the cat bus it's a compliment though put your hands together everybody it's rachel raphael <laughs> which is in the financial district because I don't do look I work for the man I'm part of the bourgeoisie I'm sorry I don't know what to tell you um like I don't know uh but I mean yes I definitely should live in a cat bus uh or probably a dog bus um I mean the normal thing I talk uh, I talk about on stage is ovarian tumors. I know that's what you thought by looking at me, but I wanted to tell, I know. Everyone's like, what's happening? 
Does everyone... Okay, do we need to, like, take a breath? Is everyone okay? I wanted to talk about something else. Worse. No, um... I mean, my fertility issues aside, that, you know, maybe some of you have that, you know, vision where you can tell how many ovaries a person has. If you have that vision, come up to me after the show. Let me know how much you think. It'll be like a carnival weight guessing game. Um, no, uh, I'd like to talk about, like, two other big things. I'm audience, listening audience, I'm pointing at my boobs. I'm what I'm calling a stacked American. Uh, like S-T-A-C-K-E-D. I'm so proud that I figured out how to spell that. Um, if a stacked American sounds like a sandwich, that's fine with me, as long as it's two sliders, like, busting out of sandwich paper suggestively. Because, like, what I, like, people are like, oh, like, things must be so easy, or, like, like things are so different just because you have, like, big boobs. And it's like, I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm not saying I didn't find out how many, like, plastic forks I could put under there without them falling out. Nine. I'm not saying I didn't do that, okay? I did. But, like, there's things that people don't completely understand. Like, um, when I go to the gynecologist and they feel me up, I have enough time. There's so much time while they're doing that. Like, there's enough time to, like, for them to ask me about my career goals, and that is the wrong place for that. Like, anyone with, like, normal-sized boobs, they're, like, feeling you up, and they're like, oh, what do you do? I work at a deli. Where? That's it. Me, they can talk about my career goals, and then I have enough time to, like, think about, like, is this creative beer if I open my eyes or close my eyes during this? And I don't know. And, like, honestly, like, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna have to conversate during this, like, do it about something useful, like give me like some flyers to like Nordstrom's or something for like the bra sale. And also, uh, then people are like, I mean, you must always get free drinks everywhere. This must be so easy, you know, with, with the boobs. And I'm like, no, because I'm awkward. Like my personality is awkward. I don't know why people think that's fun. I'm not wrong about this, guys. About to be 30, I know. And, and another thing I've learned in these 30 years, my boobs are attached to me, so they go with my awkward personality where it goes. I'm wor- I mean, like, one day, you know, new for 2016, I would like, you know, them to... It's possible my boobs are very charming on their own, and like, like, but I don't know, because my personality usually takes over. So, like, this year, one of the plans is to be like, okay, Nikki, you go to Mission Street. Svetlana, you go to Polk Street. I'm, I can explain it. I'm going to go to the Castro, because now that I don't have boobs and I've got this voice, I'll see, like, what gay man I can hit on, and we'll, like, meet up later. Um, Nikki is the dumb one. She would drink, like, a lemon drop at a bar, and Svetlana is, like, the Russian dominatrix. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's really into that. <laughs> Just give your number to one of my, um, I think it's this one, I forgot. Um, yeah, uh, so um, besides that, uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm also an activist, and um, you know, because you have to think about, especially as a woman, these two are just afraid of what I'm gonna say. You have to think about, like, as a woman, like, what am I gonna do for feminism? And I thought about it, and I figured it out, I'm an activist and an outspoken advocate for the male stripper movie because not enough people were excited about it. 
Like, not enough people wanted to admit that they wanted to watch Magic Mike. Okay? Then we got Magic Mike XXL. Then we got Chocolate City, a.k.a. Magic Mike with black people. That's not racist. It's true. Look it up. I mean, why can't we have our own film franchise? Like, Marvel has a cinematic universe, so it's going to be Magic Mike v. Chocolate City, Havana Nights, and that's where they go to a stripping competition in Cuba. Then there's Magic Mike v. Chocolate City, Tokyo Thrust. That's a special thrusting competition in Tokyo. And then it's just like Magic Mike v. Chocolate City, they go to Rachel's house. All right, thank you. Rachel Raviel! I've never seen the Magic Mike movie. It's, I thank you for, I didn't want to be the only one. Uh, did, you, did you see Titanic? Unfortunately. I didn't see that one either. I know, I'm trying to be like, I'm like, name another movie everybody's seen. I bet you haven't seen it. See Magic Mike before you even see Titanic. See Magic Mike? Do they, do they show Full Frontal? They show Dick in that movie? No. What's the fucking point? I could just go to fucking SF Eagle down there and see cocks on the walls for days. Like, why would I? Wild things, but everyone gets super excited about that. Okay, good point. <laughs> Fair enough. You gotta watch the director's cut. Ah! I I'm really glad I haven't seen our next uh, comedian's cock ever. Although I did, I did almost call you this week about defragmenting my computer. Because <laughs> of your jokes last week. He's going to India for comedy, you guys. Holy fuck, he's going on the Desi comedy tour. All the way with to India. You guys are going to love him right now. It's Richard Sarvate. Yay! Hello. Yes, I'm going to India to do comedy. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, th- There's a saying in comedy. Uh, if you can't get booked at clubs in America, go to the third world. <laughs> it's, it's like the same as like when people are like, uh, yeah, I went to med school uh, in the Caribbean. It's like... You're dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. So anyway, I'm going to go uh, become a Bollywood star, hopefully. Uh, in the third world, it will be amazing. <laughs> I know, yeah, you have to have, yeah, I know, but don't worry, yeah. I, the, the, our, the listeners on the radio won't be able to enjoy this fully if I dance right now. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, are they, I have so many jokes about, like, I don't know, curved penises. Is that going to work in India? Do they know what curved penises are? Do you have to call them like scimitar penises or something? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, don't, like, d- d- I have jokes about Mexican people. Do they have Mexicans in India? You know, I have like one joke where I go like, uh, you know, like I like talking to Mexicans because they're so deep. Like you'll be like, uh, did you see the Warriors game last night? And they'd be like, you know, we are all warriors <laughs> in the game of life. <laughs> Do they, are they gonna be like, what is that voice you're doing? Some alien. Uh, I'm going to go see a Taj Mahal. That's going to be awesome. Uh, every Indian person is supposed to go see the Taj Mahal once in their lifetime. Uh, I was reading about it. Apparently, like, after the Taj Mahal was built, the guy who built it was for his wife. He cut off the arms of everyone who built it so they could never make another one. Yeah. And I, was, I don't know. And I think girls hear that and they're just like, oh, my God, he loved her. <laughs> <laughs> And then guys hear that, and we're just like, oh, man, the bar is so high right now. 
Like, I don't even know. Like, how can I compete? Like, I give a girl, like, I don't know, like a rose or something, and I'm like, uh, I trampled the rest of the bush. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, guys. Uh, dude, I hate people who name drop. Ridiculous, dude. Okay, so, like, for example, my friend John, I was talking to John about his uh, show, Mad Men, and... Um, <laughs> And he's like, dude, I'm going to hang out with Christina Hendricks later. I'm like, shut up, John. <laughs> Hopefully, India goes better than this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, dude, I f I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired of Tinder because it's like way too much choice, right? Like, oh, next, next. You're never going to make a real connection because it's next, 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 next. Like, like choice is what makes... You get paralyzed by choice, right? Like, back in the day, like, Adam and Eve, do you think they were, like, super picky about each other? <laughs> you know, like, uh, Adam's not tall enough. Eve has a weird face. <laughs> uh, can you imagine, like, Tinder in the Garden of Eden? You know, just like, Eve, 21, likes apples. 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 Fuck apples! I hate apples! But I'm going to make it work. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it work. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. last week I was at Starbucks, and this woman goes, uh, the barista, she goes, she goes, grande ice water for Sarah. Grande ice water. I was like, D this water, it's water. Do we have to Starbucksify everything that's happening here? You know, like, if I'm talking to my friend in there, do I have to be like, uh, you know, oh, I hope I get a job soon. You know, otherwise I'm going to be in a venti trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd love to see a, a porn filmed at Starbucks. That'd be awesome, right? Like, like oh my God, you're so venti. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Richard. <laughs>you are or you're gonna murder a bunch of Indians or you guys are going down there to start your new clothing line right is that what you're gonna do just enslave a bunch of people in another sure, yeah. country and the mutiny radio clothing line yeah we'll make really cool jeans they'll be awesome well uh we have seats with backs up front if people are like back there and they're like oh there's no back to my chair this totally sucks um there's seats in front with backs to the chairs uh also please keep in mind if you wait around for pamtastics at eight o'clock i have drugs for you if you stay, I'm making THC punch and CBD punch. It's free for comedians. And uh, I hope you guys all stick around for that because it's going to be a fun show tonight. Scott Simpson's headlining. But you know who is going to be hilarious right now and is the headliner of your hearts? I bet you don't even know right now the treat that you are in for. This is her second week in a row being here, and we're excited that she's found us. Put your hands together for Florentina Tanasi. Hey guys, how's it going? I just cut my curls the other day, but my boyfriend doesn't like it too much. He says it scruffs up his tongue a little too much. <laughs> And I got bangs as well. I got bangs, yeah. Hey, honey. Um, is anyone else happy that the holidays are over? Yes. Thank God. I spent a lot of it with my family 
and it, it's just it's like PTSD every time I come home just a little bit like it it hurts my heart a little <laughs> um, they stress me out a lot and it's this constant battle of like blatant religious comments that like I can't respond to and me trying not to get sent to my room for masturbating on the couch. It's like, mom, I'm an adult. I could do what I want. Um, but you know, like I don't hate my parents. It's just that they're from a different place. Um, they're from Romania. And just to give you a little context of what they grew up with, um, the dictator of Romania got killed on TV on Christmas, okay? Like, that's their world. Yeah, he thought he was going to a meeting and then BAM! Not that type of meeting. So I feel like my parents use the same tactics on me, like, hey, Florentina, come over. Uh, we're gonna have dinner, it's gonna be really nice. You may have wine, probably not. We're just gonna give you some water because you're an alcoholic. And then BAM! They got the priest throwing holy water on me. You know, and it's like, he finally stopped when he realized I just have a boyish figure, but still, like, it got pretty close. <sighs> yeah. My mom will say things like, hey, you know, I found this Romanian guy, and yeah, he needs a green card, so you should marry him. <laughs> and it'll be right after I tell her, like, I'm dating a guy. Um, and then... So I did this, right? I told her I'm dating this guy from Slovakia, and she goes, oh, is that from one of those terrorist countries? And I'm like, Mom, come on. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, I already asked him. He said no. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this actually really did happen. So here's the story. <laughs> um, you know the Boston bomber, right? I started dating my boyfriend during that time, and I thought I'd be really clever and text text him like I know about Slovakia right I said hey I saw one of your countrymen on the news <laughs> and he's like really like Slovakia is really small like where did you see them and you think I'd stop there right he gave me a hint where he's from no I go oh he just bombed a marathon <laughs> and he goes no that guy is from Chechnya and I was like oh shit so I googled it and I googled online how to give the best blowjob ever. <laughs> he forgot all about it. Like, <laughs> I read on the news the other day that Charles Manson, the serial killer, broke up with his fiance. Like, how crazy do you have to be for a serial killer to break up with you? Like, I'm just trying to imagine that conversation going like, uh, I know I've done some shit. But I am a man after all. And I can't take your nagging woman. You know, like, is he in his jail cell, like, pacing around, like, mm, unicorn shit, rainbows in the universe. I can't stand that woman. And then, like, his jailmate's like, what's wrong? <laughs> and the guy's like, fucking woman. Like, I can't stand her. <sighs> She's always calling me always wanting to hang out. Then he just like goes on this rampage of like how she is too needy, she wants to hang out too much. Like leave it to a guy even in prison to be like, uh, you wanna see me way too often. Like you're getting a little clingy, you know? And he's like, jailmate's like, 
oh, I'm sorry. You want some pudding? And he's like, fuck off, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Florentina Tanase ending on a Bill Cosby joke like a professional right out the gate. What? Hot. Putting pops, my friends. In jail. I, that's what Jonathan, my, my wonderful boyfriend, and I were today at the Safeway, and we saw the, the National Enquirer, one of those trashy magazines, and there's a picture of, a really sad picture of Bill Cosby, and it's like, Bill Cosby will die in jail. I'm like, oh, come on, you guys. I said Martha Stewart was going to die in jail, too, and she's still with us. Uh, your... It's okay. I don't have a problem with Bill Cosby. I, I honestly, like... Any girl who like dated him, like you're gonna know, like he like CeeLo Green has a penchant for the ladies who are like face down. And as long as they don't like, you know, smother, as long as they don't smother them in their own like face in the pillow, like you didn't know, like come on, in the 80s, Bill Cosby like, let's go hang out. And you're like, Mr. Cosby, of course he's gonna fuck you. Like you didn't know that. It's the same thing with Bill Clinton in the, Everyone knows. We're not stupid. I mean, come on, feminism aside, if a guy, a rich guy asks you to go hang out with him, he doesn't want to like get to know you and find out what your mom was like. He wants to see what his dick feels like in your mouth. Did we not know about this, ladies? Like, I didn't, did, I don't think you have to go to college to understand this. It's like, duh. All right, your next comedian. Uh, just telling you guys the truth. I don't give a fuck. Uh, He's gonna be really funny. This is his first time here, but we've been friends on the internet, so that was great because I could tag him. Uh, but I don't think I've seen his comedy. If I have, I was blackout drunk and I apologize. But he's gonna be funny for you guys right now. Put your hands together. It's Devin Kelts. What's up, San Francisco? Uh, it's been like a year since I've done this shit, but. Um... Man, I'll tell you what, uh, it's been a great 2016 for me. Um, let's see, I'm gonna put that down. I won the uh, Nobel Prize for uh, flushing the toilet and consistently flossing, which is um, not very popular in the scientific community. I'm not gonna be hanging out with Neil deGrasse Tyson anytime soon, but my roommates love me and my dentist is cool with me, which is, you know, how often does that happen? Um, I think San Francisco is a funny city and um, I think, it's, I think it's funny how quickly people box you in. Like, you'll be at a party and people are like, what's up? I mean, not that everyone at the party sounds like Keanu Reeves, but let's just go with it. What's up? Uh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, shit. They're like, okay, uh, well, like, where'd you go to school? Oh, yeah? Just like hiding around the corner, ready to ask you. And I'm always like, fuck, man. Like, I'm not doing that. Quote, working customer service. Like, it's kind of exciting. I'm a musician. That's cool, but like, it's not tech. I'm not making that big money. So I'm fucking... I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know what? I need to think of some funny jobs or things that I can tell people. And then that got me thinking even more. I was like, fuck, man, funny jobs. Fuck that. I need some easy money. So what jobs give you easy money? And the first thing came to my mind, I was like, oh, shit. College elective teacher. Perfect. Easy money. And you sit there, and I, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, what would, what would the job be like? It's like, what kind of classes would you teach as an elective teacher? It's like... All right, welcome. This is uh, Dinosaurs vs. People magazine. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, pictures of Taylor Swift here on the projector. Just going to want to focus on that. We're going to look at her past impression boyfriends. And uh, over here, we're going to look at our favorite impressions of uh, Christopher Walken. 
none of this shit is going to be on the final. I'm also going to pass around a uh, bag of Skittles. I'm going to go to the car and jack off for 25 minutes, all right? Thank you so much. All right. Next week, we're going to be doing uh, Ikea furniture and talking about uh, John Paul Sartre and the relevance between the two. And uh, if there's a power outage, we'll figure out how to reprogram your oven. Also, I'm going back to the car again for 20 minutes to jack off, and none of this will be on the final. <laughs> and so, yeah, okay, elect is, right? Check that box. That's cool. You guys laughed, haha. And uh, I was thinking, okay, well, what else is easy? And like, everybody has probably thought this at some point, but they're like, damn, yo, car commercials, they're all the same. Like, every car commercial is pretty much similar. And I was like, yo, that's got to be a cush-ass job. Being the car commercial director, it's like, hey, Steve, what do you got for us this week? Well, I got an idea. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. All right. We're going to get the car. Okay. I like this one. All right. We're going to clean it. All right. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna, the car is going to travel through a street, and then it's going to go, and you're going to see the reflection of the car on the building. The car is going to turn. The car is going to keep going, and we're going to cut 0% APR. $3,000 due cash back. That's it. You're fucking genius, man. You're like the Paul Thomas Anderson of car commercials. Throwing some, throwing some wing dings and shit like that. Um, let's see. Am I out of shit? Oh, also, um, I think it always kind of cracks me up how you're watching like a, like a, you know, like a, like a, like a hunting channel or like some game and fishing channel. Like I, they're very explicit about what's going on. It's like, you're going to want to sneak up to the duck. You're going to want to get your gun out. You're going to load that gun, make sure there's bullets in there. And you're going to want to pull the trigger. The duck's going to die. And you're going to want to step away, pick up the duck, take it back, and skin it. You know, I was thinking, like, what if that guy just gave life advice? It's like, you're going to want to text her once, uh, not too many times. You don't want to seem desperate. You're going to leave your phone on the couch for a couple hours, maybe come back to it. Uh, but don't think about it too much, and then you're going to want to go to bed, okay? The next day, you're going to think about her over and over because you like her. Uh, that's kind of rough. And you're just going to want to feel that out. Just feel it out. That's it. That's all I got for you. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Cody stuff from Devin Kills. Feel it. Feel it, feel it out. <laughs> Just work, work it out. There's still, there's still chairs in the front that are comfortable. I feel terrible for the people that don't want to take those. And uh, remember, stick around. I'm going to make the punch soon, and we can all laugh harder because we're going to be high on drugs. Uh, your next can be it's just just weed. It's not really drugs, you guys. It's medicinal marijuana. Don't worry about it. Don't look. Don't give me that judgy look. Like, oh god, drugs. I'm not giving you ecstasy. There's no cocaine here. It's just some good. Down home, all natural THC, thanks to Alta California Botanicals. Best tink in the biz. Uh, your next comedian sometimes wears a hat, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, he's not wearing a hat right now, and I'm glad because he would be taking up another space next to the seat. <laughs> he wears this big, funky hat. <laughs> he's a funny guy. You guys are going to love him up so much. It's Sanjanawa, yay! <laughs> Uh, I think euphemisms are cool. Uh, I went to elementary school on the East Coast, and uh, we had a unit on Native Americans, and I asked my teacher, Miss Johnson, where did all the Native Americans go? And she's like, they took a long vacation to Arizona. 
And I'm like, that's when I, <laughs> like, that's when I got suspicious because no one vacations to Arizona, you know? It's interesting. She said her grandpa helped him pack. And uh, <laughs> I was watching uh, Pocahontas recently, which is funny because that lady kind of looks a little bit like Pocahontas and she's just looking at me right now. But uh, it's a real love story, you know? Like uh, she stole his heart and uh, he stole her land. And, uh, and his heart, you know? No matter how much land he stole, it's still not a fair trade, I feel. Uh, I uh, like Mexican girls, and uh, I realize that there are two types of Mexican girls, uh, fat and pregnant, and uh, it's, no, like they, have, like, they have kids very, very young, like, it's really interesting, you know, like, if a Mexican lady gives birth to twin girls, uh, one of them's her granddaughter, like, that's basically how that works, and uh, I think... Uh, that's why Mexican restaurants are so successful, you know? It's like, Mom, we're understaffed. Pablo, just give me a second. Ooh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Maria, meet Pablo. Pablo, meet your sister. And niece, God damn it. all right. Uh, vominos, vominos. Uh, I used to work at a Chinese restaurant, and a little-known fact, uh, every time a Chinese restaurant opens, uh, 10 Mexicans learn to make dumplings. Uh, that's... <laughs> really what happens it's interesting though you know they taught me they taught me so much there and they taught me uh to only accept cash uh to avoid taxes you know like it's called tax evasion but they never pay it at all and uh all right well that was a new one and uh something i'll never try again uh <laughs> let me see what else what else uh, I think Mexicans could basically open their own Chinese restaurant at this point because like so many know how to make it, you know, like Lopez Lucky Dragon down on Mission Street. Uh, I really like speaking to old black men. Uh, just when I see one on the street, I just stop and start speaking to him because I figure like if he's made it this far without getting shot or stabbed in this crazy world we live in, like, he probably has something to say. And uh, nine times out of ten, he doesn't, guys. At, he's batshit crazy, you know? Like, from all my talks, like, I basically know so much about the Illuminati now, it's not even, not even funny. Uh, homeless, ho homeless people are a conundrum. They really are. Like, I don't know if they're crazy because they're homeless or they're homeless because they're crazy. Like, I don't know which came first. Uh, and it's like, they're kind of like time capsules in a way. Like, they're, they're stuck in the year that they lost everything, you know? They're just, like, on the street, like, I can't get no satisfaction. It's like, happy Veterans Day, sir. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you on this one. Uh, I am old-fashioned, so when I see a young Arab with a, with a backpack, I get kind of scared. You know, like, I, like, if I went to a Saudi Arabian middle school, I would just freak the fuck out for... <laughs> For sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Donald Trump. Way to do it. That's great. I know. They're always pregnant, right? I just thought they were all rapists. <laughs> now that's why. Must be why they're all pregnant all the time. Thank you, Donald Trump. Can they be both? Can you be a rapist and pregnant at the same time? Wow, that's, that's, that's really blowing my mind there. I don't know if I can be that racist. Uh, your next comedian, he's been showing up here, and I'm glad this is the second week in a row. 
Uh, he's a young man from not that far away, but Marin, I mean, it's worlds away, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Put your hands together, everybody. Clap them in a wild-like fashion for Cole Chapman. Yeah! Hello. Hi. Excuse me. I've broken the set. This is what just happened. My comedy's too intense, it seems. You can do a different microphone. Yeah, what? Hello? Is this? Hello? Hi? Hello? Back on? Great. Cool. Sorry, this, uh, I got really excited here. Totally just blew up the set. My bad. Um, excited to tell jokes next to Ryan Gosling from the 20s. This is nice. No one else sees it. I'm just sitting here looking at this guy like, fuck, I gotta deal with this? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, one guy. Yep. Yep. Confirm that. Thank you, sir. Uh, who here had a good week? Anybody else had a good week? Had one guy? Cool. Cancer had a big week. Cancer was killing it this week. Ooh. Oh, that's a pun. Hey, whoa, there's levels to this shit. No, nah, man. Everyone goddamn died this week. What happened? It's like, was Cancer a guest on Oprah? What the fuck? Reach into your seat. It's stage four lymphoma. Everyone's like, woo! They fucking walk out dying. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, every hero died. You had metal nerds, Lemmy. You had regular music nerds, Bowie. You had book nerds, Snape. You had fucking everyone. You had, you had Celine Dion's husband and her brother. That's two halves of one. Celine Dion basically dead. Titanic fans, you're done too. Everyone got it this week. It sucks. I know, too soon, maybe. We'll move on. It's a comedy show. It's an open mic. I don't know what you expected. Your face, miss, with the kind of pursed lips like... That's kind of the, oh, Katie, don't give her those looks. Let's move on. Oh, let's address people in the crowd by name and then have everybody look at them and be like, oh, is there something going on? No, there isn't. Not anything going on. Just a, uh, a slight thing as I look at my notes here. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm allowed to make those earlier jokes. I was born in early July. It's fine. That's a Zodiac joke, because it's cancer. Whoa! Hey, I had to help you along there. You guys are the one San Francisco crowd that wouldn't get that joke. All right. This is not even a joke. I was, I was like having a conversation with two girls last night, and they were like, ooh, ooh, what's going on here? It's not that exciting. Um, and they were like, you, it was like, can you guess what I am? And she was like, are you a Taurus? She's like, I'm such a Taurus. And I was like, oh my god, I guessed you were a Taurus. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> What are you reading on them? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I guess your birthday was sometime in whatever Taurus is. That's not a joke. Let's move on. Hey, I went to L.A. Uh, for New Year's, took an Uber ride to the uh, BART station. You ever have this where you get into an Uber? I like Uber because you just never know what you're going to get as far as like a driver. Uh, mine was just like an extreme conspiracy theorist, which I learned like within 30 seconds of getting in. Ever had this? We like open the door. She's like, "Hello, Cole. My name's Regina. 9/11 was an inside job. Where you going?" I was like, "Oh, Ashby Bart." But what was that last bit? <laughs> Want to carry explaining that? She didn't really have any conspiracy theories beyond that. Kind of a bore, if you ask me. Let's talk about other stuff. Oh, I'll tell you why I'm having a good week. Cause the week before, I broke up with my girlfriend. Um, that's what I'm talking about some clown honks to prep <laughs> to punctuate that shit uh it's still a little fresh if you listen closely still hear the smiths playing somewhere <laughs> a little bit of bone oh thank you sir so it's like oh i don't i don't hear them mm. where are they they're not here sir 
Thank you, big laugh. Uh, which is, it was super weird because I immediately like went to a party like the week after uh, where she was there. Weird, right? Uh, but it's not the, that I noticed she was doing weird stuff. It's more that I noticed that one thing that girls do at parties where it's like, y'all just like subconsciously, six of you will just stand up and then all exit into a separate room and you just disappear for like 20 minutes. Do you know this? Any other girl, is this familiar? Drugs? Fuck, dude. Oh, shit. Well, I don't know, man. Not at this party, but that'd be a really weird explanation for what was going on. I'm not even talking to the mic. I just feel like... He, oh, yeah. Here we go. Orgy. Yeah, we're getting some good ideas. This is a nice brainstorm all of a sudden. Let's get some more ideas from the crowd. No? None? Okay, cool. Let's move on. All right. Well, we should have stopped at the orgy one, but this is... Staff meeting's fine. No, it's cool. Uh, I just feel like it's weird because like if if ever like six guys were to suddenly get up and then just go into another room People would have a lot of questions. They'd be like what the fuck is going on in there? Like they'd stop the party kick in the door like get out of here you six guys You're not supposed to be in here conspiring doing whatever. Ooh, this is a bad way to end it, but I'm out of time Mmm, let's all talk about nothing uh, Okay, bye <laughs> when six women go into a room. They're doing their taxes. No, I don't know what happens in Twin. I don't know about taxes. Uh, your next comedian, he is also going to India on a Carreza World Tour. I have no Indian accent for you guys. I was going to try, and I don't even know what that was. All right? He's a funny man, though. Put your hands together. It's Abe Nakarni. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Oh. I'm not sure what to do when I see two people fighting in public, you know, it's really confusing to me because I don't know if I should join the fight, pick a side, break the fight up or just call the cops. You know, it's very confusing to me. Uh, so I always decide to film that shit and uh, put it up on YouTube because I want the internet to decide. Like that's something I can do to make myself feel good. Um, I almost died on the way here, guys. I, I, I don't know, this happened the last time as well. This could probably be my last mutiny mic. Um, and no kidding, like it's, it's somebody came out of nowhere and almost ran over me. And I was like, fuck, I should have just signed up for that cryogenic thing. Because <laughs> people <laughs> are signing up to be cryogenically frozen so they can be revived in the future, you know? I think that's a really bad idea though. Because in the future, you'll find it really hard to get a job. You know, like job interviews are going to be very confusing, right? You just go there and be like, uh, yeah, I just came back from the dead. And some guy's going to be like, uh, you haven't worked in 400 years. What makes you think you're qualified for this job? Like, that's not going to work. Because skills don't transfer over centuries, okay? Like, getting a job in the future for us would be like if the Egyptian mummies came back from the dead and built a pyramid just to get into Facebook. Like, that's not <laughs> how that works. Sorry, I'm just really angry right now because I almost died. Like that's <laughs> fuck, man. Crazy fucking drivers. Oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I forgot my next joke. So <laughs> uh, I uh, so I am going to India and it's gonna be fun to go back there because every time I go back, people ask me, uh, "Why are you back?" Like that's. <laughs> Because I've been here for 10 years, guys. I just completed 10 years in America, and I feel like 
I belong here now because I keep buying stuff I don't need <laughs> for problems I don't even have, you know? Like, it's, I need to keep driving the economy with empty stuff, like that's... Because these ads on the internet are really convincing, right? I saw this ad for something called the Mighty Blaster. It's a fireman's nozzle you can get for 10.99, and I bought the thing even though I live in a fucking studio, you know? Like, it's, I was like, what the hell am I gonna do with this thing? And um, I put it in my shower head and now my balls feel great, like it's amazing. <laughs> Just MacGyverized an infomercial product and it feels awesome. Yeah. Um, I uh, have a lot of my friends sending me messages about them getting married and uh, they're part of the institution of marriage, which is a weird thing to call marriage to begin with, right? Because an institution is a place of learning, like university or college or something. Like if they had a university of marriage where they taught people how to be married and stay married, Nobody would go there because like the dropout rate would be 50%, you know. <laughs> you wouldn't have any dropout billionaires because even after you leave, you have to keep paying tuition, you know. <laughs> I think marriage is more like a startup, you know. Because you get a lot of seed funding and it might not go anywhere. <laughs> There's an initial excitement that plateaus after a few years. And um, if things don't work out, then lawyers get involved, you know. And if things do work out, then you have to get involved in some team building activities. Like that's, that's what marriage really is. Like it's, yeah. What bothers me is that everyone's trying to one up each other with these stupid fucking engagement proposals. One of my friends proposed to his girlfriend while skydiving. I was like, that's the worst place to propose to anyone because you have to decide between death and a ring. What the fuck, man? You should propose to your significant other after a movie marathon of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know? Because after watching that movie for nine hours, when you see the ring going into the volcano and melting in that molten lava, you get down on one knee and be like, hey, guess what I found? I have found the precious. And if she doesn't like that, you should take the ring, wear it, and disappear. Like, that's what you should do. Well, that's my time, guys. Thank you so much. go see him every Saturday night at 222 Hyde where he and Richard Cervante run an amazing room and a book really great comedians so super fun time over there at 222 Hyde every Saturday your next comedian oh yeah every time I hear about or see anything with Vanna Herzog I think of you so now we've got I'm also I'm just so everybody knows um, for my birthday I asked people to buy me underwear because I am poor. And Stefan Massey bought me underwear, but they're boy underwear, so it isn't creepy at all. It's super awesome. I'm wearing the boy underwear that Stefan Massey gave me. I fucking love him. The blue pair makes me feel strong. Uh, your next comedian's a great guy. Put your hands together. Stefan Massey. Thank you, Pam. Just, just so you guys know, uh, the two times previous to this that Pam was hosting a mic, we were at Brainwash, and she didn't know I was going to be there. And as she was introduced, and just after she introduces me, she says, "Oh, I should have worn your underwear." <laughs> um, I had a pretty good week. Uh, glad it's over, and like usual, but um. It was good, which just really means that I didn't have to Google uh, how do I socialize. 
It's it's gonna happen eventually, and the only solace I really can take is that uh, I won't be the first one to have done it. Uh, <laughs> a little bit about myself: I am a Scorpio, and I was a theater major, which means that I am a classically trained attention whore. Uh, now, before I get into my first little bit, I have to apologize because this is technically prop humor even though I am just reading from a book. Now, my boss got me this uh, for Christmas, and it's a book that's worrying at best. It's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff at Work, Simple Ways to Minimize Stress and Conflict. That's, that's not something you necessarily want to receive from your boss. Uh, but I was thumbing through it, and I felt like, just going by the chapter titles, I, I felt like there was some things that could be applied to comedy. Uh, so. Let's run through the table of contents of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and see what we can uh, put into our comedy lives. Chapter one, dare to be happy. No. Uh, <laughs> chapter, uh, let's see. Chapter 27, examine your rituals and habits and be willing to change some of them. Uh, chapter 32, never ever backstab. Uh, except the fact that every once in a while you're going to have a really bad day. A little more often than that. Chapter 35, this one's super important. Lower your expectations. Uh, chapter 37, this one just has no application whatsoever. Become less self-absorbed. Uh, chapter, chapter 40, stop wishing you were somewhere else. Mm, mm. Uh, chapter 45, chapter 45, this one's actually crucial. Recover quickly, especially when there's a fucking car honking right behind you. Uh, chapter 57, this, this one is like, if you ever want to like work with another comic, also really important, make allowances for incompetence. Uh, chapter 65, get it over with, self-explanatory. Uh, chapter 78, don't let negative coworkers get you down. Yeah. Uh, chapter 83, marvel at how often things go right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's a hundred. Um, chapter 93 just says, don't go there. That's the whole chapter. No. Uh, and chapter 94, remember to appreciate the people you work with. That one, I think. That one, I think, genuinely, I would say yes. Um, so... I saw this. Uh, I saw this, that movie, uh, Sisters, over the holidays. Uh, it was pretty good, um, but there was one scene in it that was kind of puzzling for me. Uh, there's a little bit where Amy Poehler goes off with her love interest in the movie to smoke a joint, and it's played as this really intimate little scene. And you know, there was something uh, similar in an episode of uh, Man Seeking Woman, and you can find a lot of uh, things like that all around Hollywood. And it just makes me think, like. Why do they think that weed is some kind of aphrodisiac slash party drug? Where is this misconception coming from? Like, do Judd Apatow and his friends have access to some kind of strain of weed that only the super rich get that gives you a shot in the arm instead of putting you to sleep? Like, really, well, maybe it's just me, but I feel like when I smoke pot, I just want to put on one of my favorite movies or play video games for a couple hours and then fall asleep with some Chex Mix on my shirt. Um... <laughs> And, and yes, I, I realize the irony inherent in being this serious about weed. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm done. Uh, my name is Stefan Massey, guys. Thanks. 
And now I can imagine him at night in his bed with Chex Mix on him. I love Chex Mix. Who doesn't love Chex Mix? It is one of the most fantastic treats ever created in the history of the world. Chex Mix for life, yo. My boyfriend also enjoys a good Chex Mix. He makes a good one. I always, I, I, I wait. I don't let it dry out enough in the oven. I'm too, I just, I don't let it. Oh, fuck yeah, the homemade shit. We ain't fucking around over here. Oh my God, I'll make you some homemade Chex Mix, Stefan. Fuck yeah, you gave me underwear. You're next. I'll make you Chex Mix. We're family, dude. You gave me underwear. You're like my mom, my boyfriend, and you. That's like it, my best friend. That's the only people who've ever given me underwear in my life. I love it. Your next comedian has never given me underwear. He has made me laugh, though, multiple times. You guys, he's one of the vice principals of comedy. Put your hands together for Eric Krasner. A guy tried to get me to sign a petition a couple days ago. He said, excuse me, sir, do you have a minute to help me stop gay bullying? I'm like, listen, we all know bullying's gay. You gotta choose a more enlightened phrasing, dog. It's 2016. I went to a Chinese-Polish restaurant. An hour later, I was hungry and stupid. Hey, how come I drive on the highway and get high in my driveway? I think I did too many of those in a row. I just got back from Austin, Texas. I spent a week there doing comedy, and I was uh, staying with friends, crashing on couches. And when you live like that, you start to play a game called Whose Shower Do I Blow My Load In? (laughs) And everybody wins. (laughs) I do not take days off. (laughs) Not going to high five you. I work as an Instacart driver. That's a grocery delivery service via an app. Uh, So my job now is literally to drive my Prius to Whole Foods, buy organic kale, put the organic kale in my Prius, take the organic kale to Berkeley, and then hand the organic kale to a Jewish woman. I am the most basic bitch in the world. (laughs) You guys know what I do every morning at Whole Foods? I have an internal debate about whether or not to buy a vegan maple donut. And usually, (laughs) the answer is yes. Usually I'm like, I'm gonna be bad. (laughs) I'm gonna buy a vegan maple donut and be bad. (laughs) I'm just gonna be a slut. (laughs) I'm gonna be a little slut and buy a vegan maple donut. (laughs) I'm gonna be a little vegan maple donut slut. I used to think I was too punk rock to shop at Whole Foods, but yo, those vegan maple donuts, they will turn you into a slut. (laughs) It's a harsher word when I don't do the voice. (laughs) I'm a little slut for donuts. I'm a little slut for donuts. So that was a new one. (laughs) I'm kind of an awkward person and I fuck. And sometimes when I'm trying to fuck, I try to drink alcohol to make myself less awkward. And that almost never works. Because alcohol doesn't give you social skills. Alcohol gives you confidence. 
which is not a social skill. <laughs> Alcohol just kind of turns a weirdo into a bold weirdo. <laughs> Here's something you don't hear very often. Uh, hey, you know that guy I'm not attracted to? I wish he was more aggressive. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I've been Eric Krasner. Good night. Less aggressive than ever, Eric Krasner. Yes. Keep it clapping for him. In and out. Full house here right now. Uh, happy hour. I hope you guys all stay for Pamtastics. That would be very exciting. I'm bribing you all with drugs. So I'm going to be making some THC and CBD punch later. So I hope you all stay for that. Excellent stuff, set, Stefan. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's been here, he's been waiting, he's a funny guy. He has luxurious hair. And uh, I, 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 I wonder if you have the same problem where random people just try to come up and touch it all the time. We heard, we heard earlier from Dom, Dom that black people don't like their hair touched, but I bet blonde people don't like their hair touched either. I bet that's true. Put your hands together, everybody, Steve Rush! What's up? Uh, wasn't prepared for this many people. Uh, thank you guys. Um, have you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever like seen something, but like you were like, "There's no way I'm the only person that saw that." Like, there's no fucking way. I I was walking, uh, I was I was walking in the street and uh, this guy was his dog was going to the bathroom on the street. He was taking a shit, and uh, he didn't have a bag to pick it up with. And so he just walked away. And I'm like a little, like 10 steps behind. And uh, out of the bushes came this dude. I don't know who he was. And he just picked up the shit and just ran away. No bag, no nothing. I was like, there's no fucking way. I'm the only person that just saw that. No bag, just fucking, this is dinner. <laughs> All right. You guys are laughing at somebody that likes shit for dinner. Um. It's nutritious, you know. If you don't have any, would you would you eat your own shit if you had to? Uh, if you were, you know. If it floats, it must have. Right, there's a rhyme to that, right? If it floats, it must have. Some. Anyways, getting a tan. Uh, I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to when my parents are are dead. <laughs> you know. Um, it's not even like, fuck them. It's just like, I just, I just want to smoke weed so like they just don't know. That's all, <laughs> like that's the only reason I want them dead. Other than that, just do whatever you got to do. Uh, also they're, they're from the baby boomer generation. Uh, I've, I've had it up. I've, I've had enough of them, you know? They've had their time on earth, right? There's <laughs> 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 probably like one or two in here, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know, I just get tired of baby boomers. Amen. They're just fucking up lines. That's what they're doing. Every time I go to like an ATM machine, I don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Every time I go to an ATM machine, it's always like a 65-year-old dude, not a clue what's going on. Has no idea, just fucking, t is this touch screen? Is this what this is? Is it touch, no. Fucking tight, you see that button right there? Type that shit. Stop fucking asking me, you weirdo. <laughs> I hate that shit. It just drives me. That's not even the joke. I'm just I'm tired of it. You're at you're at like in and out. They're like, oh, what? is it a double or is it a double double? Is it? it 
uh, I was at the gym, and uh, I was playing basketball. And I was, you know, we're going back and forth. Me and this dude, we're talking shit or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I, I called him a bitch. And it wasn't like, I was just like saying shit. You know, you saying shit, you get mad. You just like, oh, I called him a bitch. He's a black dude. And uh, he didn't like that. And he was like, listen, you go call me a bitch. You go call me a bitch. And I was like, oh, man, like, relax. Uh, and he goes, well, if you're going to call me a bitch and you're going you gonna to act like a man, I'm going to treat you like a man. And I was like, well, I didn't never said I wanted to be a man, but all right. Uh, and so I came up with like, like a tactic to try to, I didn't do this to him, but I thought of it when I left. You just act like really gay. <laughs> just like, like flamboyantly, like, just like hips out. Just, I suck your dick, like, <laughs> just, to, just to get out of fights. <laughs> that might backfire. Well, <laughs> well, that, well. Dudes that are always like, let's fucking fight are like so anti-gay. So I figure like if I just like pop my head like, come on, I'll suck your dick. Hey, come on. He'd just be like, nah, dude, get the fuck away from me. You're too close, man. You're too close. Uh, what do I want to, I got, I think I got something else in here. Come on, I got 30 seconds, right? Uh, <laughs> All right. Clap, 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 clap. Steve Rush. Yes. All right. Uh, we have two comedians left for you guys here on the happy hour. Uh, I hope that you all stay. I'm going to be making the punch right now, and I'll be dispersing it among the people who decide to stay for the showcase that's coming up at 8 o'clock. But right now, your next comedian is a very funny lady. She is a literary mama, and you guys are going to laugh hysterically for Lyle Gold. Yay! Good evening, millennials. I am a Gen Xer, but I'm gonna call myself a boomer because that was some hateful shit. That's all I have to say. You know what? 80% of the shit you love was made by people in my generation, 20% by boomers. You guys have done shit. That's okay, you got Justin Bieber, so feel good about that. I just, I had to, I had to, because you know, it's like hate speech is hate speech. Anyway, <coughs> and who invented the fucking ATM machine? I'm sure a boomer, so relax, dude. Anyway, um, and who invented ATM fees? A millennial. Assholes, just kidding, that was a joke. You didn't laugh, you're in pain now, sorry. I just, I like to start by alienating 93% of my audience. Um, so, uh, you guys, I am so self-actualized, like completely. So much so that I have done everything on my bucket list, except euthanasia. Specifically, I want to go out via autoerotic asphyxiation. Ooh. I want to come and go at the same time. <laughs> um, you guys, I don't, I don't, maybe it's not to your taste, but I'm really into my jacket and my uh, second garment, if you can see, side zipper, very attractive. Uh, I actually, let me, wait, I actually got these. I, d I don't have a lot of money. I got them at a clothing swap you know, where people exchange the overflow of their closets at a party. And uh, like I said, I don't have a ton of money, so I'm super, super grateful. I am so fucking grateful 
that my friends are so dead inside and unfulfilled that they shop compulsively. Um, <sighs> so uh, you guys probably, if you're NPR listeners, you probably know what a fecal transplant is. Raise your hand if you know what a fecal transplant is. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, no shame. Um, a fecal transplant is a medical procedure that involves taking the shit of one person and shoving it up into the ass, into the you know, intestines of another person. And it's actually very healing. It heals a lot of serious diseases like ABS, Crohn's disease, you name it. And um, also helps with obesity. I always like to like not look at anybody specifically when I say that, but it helps with obesity, that's all I'm saying. And they've found a way now to give that to people in pill form. They have. Which, you know, that's wonderful that they're saving lives and stuff, but what am I supposed to say to my enemies now? Eat shit and live? <laughs> that, that doesn't work for me. Um, you guys, it's a, it's, a little, it's a little known fact, but God, the dude that, I don't know, maybe some of you worship, hard to imagine, whatever, I don't care if you do or not. Sorry, this is a tangent. This is what we're not supposed to do at mics or in comedy generally. It's all about timing, Lael, you're fucking up. God is, you know, it's a little known fact. He's something of a sad sack, actually. Uh, not a lot of self-esteem, you know. In fact, if I get really still and I listen, I can often, I can hear the voice of God saying, and this is vocabulary dependent, so please bear with me, I can hear God saying, ineffable? I think I'm very effable. Um, uh, no, but somebody needs to sleep with God already. He has not gotten laid since the first century. And she was a virgin. So you know it wasn't that good. No, but seriously, the guy made the Grand Canyon. That's got to be worth a hand job. Don't you think? Um, anyway, you guys have been delightful. I actually love millennials uh, in bed. Thank you very much. Lael Gold and I hate baby boomers. Destroy the world for all of us. Teach us how to be entitled prick balls. Yay. I like making up new swear words. But no, they do. The, the, the baby boomers are the shittiest generation. They really fucked us all over. I mean, they gave everybody... If your parents are going to give you money, kudos for you. But mine were like, hey, uh, we're not leaving you anything. <laughs> they put us second reverse mortgage, on their, reverse mortgage on their home so they could go on a cruise to Greece. It's okay. I don't need their money. I don't need it. It's okay. Go to Greece. Use all your money. Uh, Anyways, uh, hate speech, definitely. <laughs> hate speech to all the babe, white baby boomer people. Your last comedian of the night, uh, she's a lovely human being, and I'm glad that you signed up early. Just so you guys know, you can always uh, bribe me uh, by saying that you're going to take flyers and pass them out. That's how you get bumped up on the list. That's how that works. Tit for tat, and sometimes tit for tit. Uh, <laughs> you wanna touch? I want to touch your boobs. I'm kidding. I'm drunk now. I don't want to touch your boobs. I'm not, I'm not weird or creepy like that. Don't worry about it. I don't, I don't touch girls' boobs. I touch their butts. <laughs> uh, your next comedian, clap wildly, Sabine Sadiq. Yay! <laughs> Good turnout. Glad to see y'all. I don't say y'all. That's the first time I've said y'all. That's weird. Um, I'm from the Midwest, so I can say like Apple and you know weird things like that, but not y'all. That's just that's just bizarre. I don't know. I apologize for that. Um, 
Guys, I, uh, I do this thing where I find my passion, you know, what I really love to do, and then I go do something else full-time for 40 hours a week. <laughs> you know, sales job, 40 hours. Wake up in the morning, make 60 calls, go home. I feel like, I feel like a worker ant or a worker bee, you know? Just working in the hive and it's terrible, guys. I hate my job. That's really what I wanted to say. So the first 15 <laughs> seconds are just me venting about it and now we can move on to the joke portion of this bit. Um, but yeah, so I think my sister has like face dysmorphia. I, I do. She's, um, she's my half-sister. She's uh, half-Irish, Pakistani. So she's really, she's like whiter than a white person. You know, she's like Irish-white. But she'll send me these pictures and be like, Sabine, I really want my hair to look like this Bollywood actress. I'm like, why are you comparing yourself to Bollywood actresses? You didn't get that gene. Like, you don't look like it. <laughs> like, like, we have the same dad, but you didn't get those genes. You got your mom's genes. Like, send me a picture of, you know, some white girl. Or like, Blake Lively. That'll make more sense. She just sends me these Bollywood actresses, and she's like, I want to look like that. I'm like, no, your hair doesn't even flow that way. I, you don't have that kind of hair. You can't be that person. You know, you're, you're a white girl, damn it. Be a white girl. So those are the kind of conversations we have. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really lonely, guys. I honestly don't do much besides my job and comedy. Like, I don't hang out with friends. I do nothing. And the shitty part about that is I don't even have, a sh like, a roommate who does that as well. Like, my roommate's, like, living her life. She's got a boyfriend. So just really, you know, it's sad to just sit there in my apartment and just watch her walk in and out of the house in my big red robe, just, like, judging her and, you know, just with my chamomile tea. It's, it's, it's really depressing, I swear. Um, but, you know, honestly, that's why I like the Church of Scientology. I really do, because, because they reach out to me more than my friends. I'm not even kidding. Um, it's, it's good stuff, you know? I went in there one day, and Victoria from the church has called me every other day since. You know? And she'll, she'll ask me really personal things. Like, she really cares, you know? First time she called me, I was like, hey, Sabine, how you doing? How's that cold? You had a cold when you came in. How's that cold? My friends don't ask me about my colds. They don't care. You know? And I was like, Victoria, I took an ibuprofen. Let's, you know, things are good. And she sends me personalized letters. Dearest Sabine, how's that comedy thing? You know, she really, she honestly cares about me. And so I enjoy our conversations. And I get that they have an agenda, right? Like, join the church. But, like, I have an agenda, too. And it's to make Victoria my best friend. She just has no idea, right? Like, she'll call me like, so we really, we really need to talk about your issues and, you know, the depression that we realize that you have. And I was like, you know, yeah, let's talk about it during brunch, Victoria. I think we should get brunch. Maybe we should go shopping afterwards and really get into this because I want to <laughs> dive deep. You know, she has no idea she's going to be my maid of honor one day. She's clueless. Clueless. I have an agenda, too, church. Um, guys, I recently, I helped the homeless recently, and I didn't realize how judgmental I was until I did that, right? Because I was given three sleeping bags and lunches to pass out, and there are hundreds of homeless people. So I literally had to judge these people based on how they look to see who got a sleeping bag, right? Like, no, your shoes are too nice. Ah, your shirt's too nice, too sober. Is that shit all over your face? You get a sleeping bag, sir. Like, I felt so judgy, right? So now I have this system where I go up to them, and I'm like, on a scale of one to 10, how homeless are you? One being, hey, your welfare check bounced. We don't know how long you're gonna be here. 10, you sold someone's child for meth. Where do you fall? And that's how I determine who gets a sleeping bag. Uh, but oh, that's my time, so you guys have been awesome.
Stay for free. Please stay for the next show. Please, 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 please. I also have one guest set available, so we're going to all fight over that in a second. Uh, but <laughs> get the claws out, everybody. We have one guest set. <laughs> but we're going uh, to make some pop punch, and we're going to have a good time. And please stick around. And uh, other than that, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here at MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Alex. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based... drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number before AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. 
You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. (laughs) 